Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my brightly coloured co-host, Mr. Morgan, yeah. Liam, the famous small wave nug surfer, who would probably be, I'd say, number one in the rankings. Actually, maybe number two behind Ben Gravy. Ben Gravy is the, very good at surfing one foot waves, but I'd, I'd, it'd be an epic contest. Well, you and Ben Gravy... When I get my... Uh, Inaugural invite to the yep. what the, uh, the the foam wreckers foam wreckers the Red Bull foam wreckers. I'm not drinking Red Bull though. No, <laughs> no. Invite me to the Red Bull event. Maybe sponsor me if you want and give me a million dollars a year. Yeah. But I will not drink <laughs> drink Red Bull or advocate. Listen, guys, you got to drink the Red Bull. You're and, sponsored by the Red Bull. Drink you know the Red Bull. And you know what's funny about Red Bull? Has taurine in it. Yeah. Okay, taurine is a sleep aid supplement. <laughs> taurine, why they put taurine is, me and my, in fact, that comes from a buddy of mine who I used to work with, um, who was very, very into supplements. And he uh, worked with a strength coach called Charles Poliquin, who I've mentioned before, he's passed away, but he's a famous strength coach. And Charles Poliquin used to prescribe taurine to clients who were really struggling with sleep. It's a relaxant. Taurine is an amino acid. If you go looking online, if you want after this, it, so now here's the thing. Then Red Bull might come back to me and say, "Well, Red Bull's lawyers, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> lawyers." They might come back to me and say, "Well, we have actually thought through this. We like to have taurine in our drink because you get the caffeine, which is the buzz, and then you get the calm, which is the taurine." Now maybe that's why they put it in there. Well, a cynical man See? would say, "Put them to sleep. Wake them up. Put them to sleep. Wake them up. Mm, yeah, why do you need Red Bull? Because we've been drinking Red Bull." <laughs> 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 that's that's drugs, isn't it? That's the that's the fucking truth, right there. Hey, you know what you guys need? What's that? Mm. You need a Red Bull. Why? Because the Red Bull puts you to sleep. The Red <laughs> Bull wakes you up. <laughs> you must be quite hard for. I say hard. This is, I'm now going to go back backtrack straight away on what I'm just saying here. It must it must be depending on the person hard uh, to. To have like Monster Energy Drink or someone like Red Bull come along to you. Let's say you you live this life of you know, you know black coffees. Let's say or bulletproof coffees. You know fasting, keto foods. You know maybe paleo s sometimes vegan. You know really conscious of your eating as an athlete, etc. Not putting sugar in your body. Not overdoing stimulating drinks because actually they don't even work in the end. Mm-hmm. They, they overhype you, which Jesus is, is if you need that in fifty foot ways if you're doing that sort of thing anyway. <laughs> So the point is, is that you then have this person or this company like Monster Energy Drinks come to someone like Nathan um, Florence, for example. I don't know if he is sponsored by them, but just guessing. Someone like that. And they say, on the table, half a million dollars a year to put your sticker on our board, on your board. Take it or leave it. And you kind of go, hmm. And and I think that's, you know, if, if someone came to me and said, would you put that on your board i would like to be able to say here that i would refuse it based on moral grounds and also just would not want to touch a monster Mm. energy drink however (laughs) this is the real world we live in human yeah um next week 
the Mindful Surfty, brought to you by Red Bull <laughs> Energy. <laughs> Red Bull, do you remember they, used, they did wait, one? Wait, 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 go. Yeah. Another, you want another one of those, Will? Yeah. Yo, please. They, they even did one, because I say, we, we'll be sponsored by Red Bull Black. Do you remember they did that black? It, and it was extra strong? No. And it was in a giant, they do a giant can? Yeah. Sponsored by Black, extra strong, in the giant can. <laughs> well, th- there's an old thing, I don't know if it's an old saying, somebody used to say this to me when it came to things like work, because it's true, in the world built on money, you're kind of, your, your ethics and your values are it, potentially uh, viable. And so a principle uh, is only a principle in some people until it costs you money. And then suddenly people decide that it's not something that they're sticking by as a hard and fast rule because money talks and helps you do all the things that you need to do in this world that we've constructed for ourselves. Um, but it is a challenge, isn't it, to think, you know, where does that tie into? The last time I think I drank Red Bull, we've given some free advertising here. Drink do it if we you really want. Have, yeah. I don't give a shit what you drink, but um, I would. It, it doesn't work for me. It used to be in the thatch in Croyd mm. about 20-odd years ago. Tequila, vodka, Red Bull. That was a drink. Whoa. Yeah. We used to do that, Vodka Red TVR. Bull. It was definitely a thing. Um, we had this thing called an aviator at university, which was a reef. Yeah. Do you remember reef? Yeah. It was an orange and vodka drink, about 5%. Oh. It just tasted like orange squash. Mm. Mixed with um, half can of Red Bull, can of Red Bull. It's in a pint glass. And then four shots of vodka. Yeah. Um, he mixed with youth, testosterone, oh my and God, idiocy. <laughs> oh, my God. The shit we would get up to. Um but yeah, yeah, it is one of those ones. And I think it's one of those, you know, we're all morally, hopefully in line until the money gets big enough. And then we start, then we start thinking of things like, hmm, well, I could go on a lot of trips and I could save a lot of it too, which would be cool. Because then, oh, I want to board and just get a board. I don't know. But your surfer mind, you know, this, there's this really selfish surfer in all of us, obviously, because we're surfing and it is a selfish pursuit. And we talked about that word selfish. What does it really mean? Well, it actually really flip it on its head. It could be considered self-care. Yeah. That's another whole yeah. topic. Um, but when you put that hat on, you want to get waves and you're this top surfer and you're be- being offered this kind of money. Yeah, fuck, fucking, I can totally understand. And that's why there's no judgment. No judgment from me. But I would much rather be sponsored by a local brewery. Because yeah. at least, as I keep telling myself in my darker moments, it's a whole food. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's cover beer. Beer versus cider. Let's do that. And in fact, let's do beer versus cider versus Red Bull. Yep. Beer, winner. Yep. Probiotics. It's low in glycemic index. It doesn't release sugar quickly. It releases it actually quite slowly. Um, there's an argument it's a little bit hydrating because of that. Because mm. the low alcohol content, if you get an ale, normally pretty low in alcohol, three or four percent, yep. very low, um, and it makes you feel good. So you've got kind of like a one, two, three there. And then when you talk about Red Bull, well, you can get caffeine from a much cleaner source, you know, green tea, coffee, for example. First, first and foremost, you're also then getting this high GI pure sugar drink, which gives you a massive spike, mm. it makes you feel amazing for about ten minutes, yeah. and then you feel yeah pretty yucky after. Yeah. And then you got cider, and cider would again lose to beer because and wine would I think too because again sugar content but beer is very very low in sugar content yes. and as we know sugar really is the biggest enemy to any surfer I truly believe that I, th- I don't actually think as much as it is alcohol as it is sugar because from what we've discovered you and I 
Liam, as well as what I've researched in myself in over the last 15, 20 years of looking at nutrition, is it's omega-6 and it's sugar. There's these two big, big players in what we, we see in the literature on inflammation. And what, what we're really working through, I was about to say battling with, but actually that's a much more unconscious word than working through with, because actually to battle with inflammation is a bit silly. It's kind of a bit like being anti-something, right? Yes. It's actually like you're probably forcing more of the same problem if you're battling with something but no what we are working through as aging surfers is inflammation and we're looking at knees we're looking at backs necks shoulders we're looking at surf performance itself we're looking at strength balance uh, progression poise all these cofactors together and what we want to do with our progression and the one thing that will hold us back the most is inflammation Mm mm-hmm now, inflammation can be caused by a number of factors, a number of reasons. Now, there can be this purely physical reason that you're not doing enough stretching and strength training and um, movement in your day to actually enable you to have um, uninflamed joints, joints that mm. fire, joints, joints that function. There is that purely physical side. We then obviously got the mental side as well. We've covered that on a number of occasions, but this is that purely nutritional side. And if in your diet there's consistently too much omega-6 and too much sugar, you will not reach your full potential. And if you want to cover what those things are, so it's basically processed food. If In an absolute nutshell, it's processed food. But to break it down a bit more acutely, it is um, too much fruit sometimes. But mostly it's those added sugars. So it's like ketchups, um, like alcohol, like, like things like obviously cider, like fizzy drinks, juices, like orange juices and those kinds of things. Um, the sugars you get in like sauces yep. all that kind of stuff but it's it's really let's get, let's get down to it it's the chocolates it's the biscuits hyper processed as well and all the hyper processed kind of sweet junk and actually cereal bars they're absolutely horrendous things like cereal bars and healthy bars like mm. all those like what's that one that they do on um oh, bell vita bell bell end bell vita <laughs> like for fucks <laughs> have a good life with a bell vita <laughs> the fucking i'm sure if you're listening to this outside the uk US, Australia, or New Zealand, wherever you're living, you've got your own cereal bar. You've got your, you've got your own version of McVitie's. Yeah. Now, we have McVitie's in this country who have slowly been found out. Most people are pretty savvy to sugar now, but they're not too savvy to omega-6, the kind of oils they use in these products. So what Belvita are doing now is, oh, we've, we've lowered the sugar content, and we've got this thing called a Belvita breakfast biscuit. Yeah. When you read what's in that, it just it's ghastly. And the thing with it is, people are going, yeah, great, this is healthy for me, this is good for me. Still feeling shit and then wondering why. And it's, it is just ultimately that when people are, when big companies are producing food, they're trying to do it as cheaply as possible. What is the cheapest fat source out there? It is seed oil. And that comes from your rapeseed, your sunflower, safflower, soybean, corn oil, all these types of oils. They're very, very easy to process in, the far, in, in agricultural terms. They're then very, very easy to accumulate, put into solid form, put into biscuits and crackers and, bis- uh, and, and you know, cookies and cereals and all the processed shite that comes out of packets. Even stuff that says, we're vegan, don't worry. This is a vegan. Right? That can be full of sugar, full of omega-6, full of the wrong things. So what we're going to do in life, we, it's, it's, as surfers, we've got to become food detectors. You've got yeah. to start reading stuff. Looking at labels. If you're buying anything that's coming out of a packet, well, fucking uh, check dri- it I, out I, I on the back. I drive my family crazy with this stuff. And it becomes a bit of an obsession. But when you want to thrive, 
rather than survive into later the later years of your surfing you've got to do some things to uh, manage that decline haven't you or, or not necessarily not inevitable decline but you've got to slow the decline of the body aging and so you do everything you can to do that for the joy of surfing longer harder faster whatever you want to do whatever your version of it is um, but it's really really important certainly i've found it cutting out the things that we're talking about has helped my um, joints and my surfing and my progression and my recovery from back injuries and all that sort of jazz that regular listeners will, will know about and whatever works for you and if you can get up and surf well on 10 red bulls or whatever great good for you there's no judgment in it, is there but we're trying to say if you've got uh, a desire to surf longer and you want to try these things out that reduce in, uh, inflammation breed the backs of packets and do the jerf diet, as we always say. They just eat real food. Well, well said. Yeah, and it's it's what's really humbling is that it's only you with you. Mm. The, there is absolutely no looking over to that person who you might surf with, see the changes they've made in their lifestyle, see how much it's helped their surfing, or the other way. Maybe their lifestyle's gone the other way and they've they've lost fitness or or. They've lost a bit of control over their nutrition, lifestyle, whatever, and you've seen them, seen them get a little worse in the water, whatever it might be. But either way, the, the comparison is the, is the most foolish thing of all because only you know how you feel. And when I have eaten really well for exactly the way that I know I need to eat in order to feel my best, when I'm on my board, it's a sacred moment. It's a really, it's just you. It's only ever you standing on that wax, doing your thing in the best style you can, enjoying that pocket, bringing it off the top, bringing that rail in, etc. And when you really think about it, you think, okay, surfing's so, so simple, isn't it? It's such a simple activity of just stand up, get going, maneuver, maneuver, da, da, da. But it feels so difficult when you don't feel very good. It's like, it's the most humbling of sports. Like I, when I don't feel my best, I do genuinely come away from some surfs kind of going, I, I'm, not very, I'm not very good at surfing right now. Like, and, and I do have that little right now word. Like I don't, I know it's, because when I was younger, it used to be like, oh, oh, well, that's it. Yeah. And be very black and white about it. Now I kind of do this thing where I, I know that, give it another night or two and a little bit more stretching because I, you know, might skip my stretching before the surf. I might have skipped my activation work. I might have skipped doing my kettlebells. I might have, uh, have eaten a little bit too much or... I can always do that last little line in that, but the first line very much is, God, geez, I, I really didn't surf well then. Yeah. Because, and I know why it is, I generally speaking can know why it is. I can look back as this kind of self-surf detective and go, geez, look at that. Look at that day when I surfed like that. L let's do some detective work. You know, what did I eat the night before? Oh, look at that, right. What did I do that morning? Well, I woke up with better thoughts. I was a little more positive. Wasn't quite stressed. I did a bit more deep. Oh, well, look at that. I did an extra 15 minutes of deep breathing just there. I, did, I spent more time stretching just here. And bang, you get the reward. Of course. So we've got to be, I think, the, I think it's the, the self-honest, aware surfer that is the surfer that gets the most from the experience. How have you found that lately? How have you found getting in the water when you've, either taking good care of yourself or not have you noticed a difference oh yeah i mean always i mean the, the thing that you kind of battle with is y y setting aside the parameters of aging 
because that's relative, isn't it? So it's how you feel relative to your current fitness and your age and your condition. And you should only really compare yourself against yourself. That's that's something, a regular theme that I'm always talking about. But absolutely, yeah, if I've had a, a heavy night on uh, the booze, which I'm still inclined to do sometimes, then the next day of surfing is not as going to be as good as if I've had an early night, got up, you know, practiced all of the stuff that we're talking about there, Will, and got in a pool and surfed. I mean, interestingly, we went to the Bristol Wave. We were going to chat about that, didn't we? And had the left to ourselves. Now, that was probably one of the biggest challenges of my fitness that I've had for a long time, even despite all of the big easterly swells that we might have surfed um, in the last sort of six months. So to, to kind of get the most out of that session, it was imperative that some of the stuff that we'd been doing, and I wasn't optimal, but if I hadn't, I would have certainly struggled. Setting aside the actual, and we'll talk about the struggle with the performance on the wave, which you can come to, but actually feeling, definitely hit the wall, because I always hit the wall early, but I then go through it. And once you go through it, that's a result of good eating, good fitness, practice, you know, repetition, uh, and your body starts to do more than your mind thinks it can. So your mind, and in fact, in fact, I was talking about this, and we did some surf lifeguard swims the other night to get our times, our current times right. And we're chatting to the guys between ourselves about how even in that environment, pool environment, your mind will give up before your body's even anywhere near giving up. And it's, it's remarkable to see how easily that happens. So, so true. Um, so, but if you're optimal and you've done that and you've seen, if you, if you practiced going through that, bit of let's call it pain relative pain to get to the other side you know you can beat your mind with a well uh looked after body it's so true the mind is going to give up like you said so much sooner than the body it's quite a humbling quite a remarkable thing and going back to the bristol wave we um we got there and we had booked on for one surf on the right on the right hander on an intermediate level. Now, again, if you listen to this outside the UK, just check out the Bristol Wave. This is our main wave park. We've talked about it before. We've been a few times before. It's a still a, it's international. This because I think it's a I think yeah. it's a Spanish invention. Maybe it's, a, it's the Wave Garden technology. Wave Garden technology. They're all over the world now. All over the world. And basically, yeah. So check it out. I think this. I think it's the same tech as the Melbourne one. Yeah. South uh, Korea. There's, it's called Urban Surf in Melbourne. The South Korea have got one. The Jap- Japanese have got one. Uh, I think there's a couple in America. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's brilliant tech. Amazing tech. And it pops out of this bizarre little corner. And you must, must go if you just want that. And I said this to, to a guy the other day, a, a really good friend of ours called Rich. And he was really sceptical. He said, mm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about going to it because of it being a wave in a pool. And it all just being completely non-spiritual, not mindful, and it's not in nature, and, it, and all these things. And I and I said to him, I said, you cannot compare. It is to compare it would be really foolish because actually they are like different sports. It's like a different yeah. activity. It's like it's like going from a snowboard to a skateboard yeah. or a surfboard to a snowboard. It is when you're when you're wave park surfing, you don't get you don't get a surge of water under the board that makes you feel like you're bottom turning. So it doesn't feel the same, except you are still on this lovely peeling wave that's taking you down the line. You're doing manoeuvres. Yeah. So you surf a bit differently, but God, it's fun. It's like a, 
I said, I said to my buddy, Rich, I said, you've got to treat it like going to a theme park. Rather than treat it like I'm going for a surf, it's treated like you're going to basically just hang out with a mate or on your own to just like go on some fairground rides. It's like that. It's just because it, it's so strange and novel that you're taking off by a wall with loads of people watching you. It's, it, it's, that, it's that that becomes the memory of it rather than even the wave itself. Yes. But we did. We had this surf and, and I remember the, the lady, she was doing this um, safety briefing, which you have to do at the start. So she's chatting away and me and Liam are standing there in this, in this beautiful sunshine that's starting to appear, you know, in, in between the clouds behind because we were wondering about the weather and it started getting nicer and we're like, oh, hello, good, 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 you know, good omens here. Get the bodies on. Yeah, it was. No, but it felt. And, and then, and then she's like, um, well, well, basically, so guys, there's, there's no one on the left-hander right now. Do you guys, uh, does anyone want to, and we sort of, oh, undenard, undenard. And we're like, what? Oh, we just yeah. got to do it, man. You can't. That's crazy. You can't miss an opportunity to have a whole wave park to yourself. Just to yourself. Like like like, like it is and has been built in the back of your garden. Yeah. And we, we had this um, amazing surf. Two, two lovely uh, lads, uh, father and son, actually turned up after about 20 minutes. But yeah. we did have a good 15, 20 minutes of just total solo. And even then, only two more in the water. And we were just getting, I think I was getting three to four Certainly three at least. Yeah. Sometimes four waves per set. And here's, here's, what's, here's what's beautiful about the universe. No matter what we do, no matter how much fun we have, there is a price to pay for everything. If you have a downturn in life, if you have a challenge in life, there's an upside. Guaranteed. Most, most of the time, it's, it's, a, it's a re-engagement with a lot of the values and practices that keep you, let's say, well, if you have a downturn in health, for example. Yeah. And then that upturn is this kind of renewed sense of, right, I'm going to really take care of my health and I'm going to go for it. Da, da. And it's why we should never try and avoid those um, downturns and challenges. It's not to say that we you know, want them to turn up in life. It's just that when they do, because they will, it's to embrace them because we know something great is going to come from them. Now, the other side is this amazing thing of just incredible spontaneous joy and we had this yeah. just like in your laps like i'd have paid a fair bit more for a solo surf and that thing but <laughs> i worked this out I, in order to re-enter to the bowl it's quite a, it's quite a slow first section in order to get that first kang off the lip because i'm going backside because i'm regular foot so is liam to get that first maneuver in, I had to really whip it off the top. And it was kind of a bit of an awkward turn, but quite a fun turn, like a lot of power needed. And my knees felt a bit funny. And then down the line, you had to really grovel. But again, not just grovel like you would front side, where you're more just in a natural stance. You're very in this slightly unnatural twisting action of your knees to get this kind of... I was doing my main thing I was doing was a big off the lip. I come down the bowl, re-enter, down the line, down the line. And then I would do a big floater. Yeah. That was my kind of go-to two maneuvers on the on the on the left-hander did my knees tell me about it oh my god mm. i think i did 100 to 120 yeah backside maneuvers in in one hour uh, space and my body just went the hell was that yeah and it was like a two three four day just sore knee and my knee has been amazing uh for the last sort of Three, four months, it's, it's never felt better in the water. My cutbacks have never felt better. I'm getting lower into that frontside cutback in particular, and I'm hitting the bowl better than ever. And I just feel really strong on my ball. My floaters are better. And 
was a quite a it was quite a mental challenge because I felt like, oh shit, have I have I put this back? Yep. A few months kind of thing. How was your knee? You you said you had yeah. I never have touch wood twangy issues knees. with my knees, but because the relentlessness of that backside surfing, which we just don't do, oh, I don't I don't do very much backside surfing. So it was so relentless and so um, you know wave cons- consecutive, you know wave after wave after wave, as exhausting as that was. That I got, yeah, I was getting feedback in my knee as well, post-surf. Now, we did do, Will, as you know, back to back. So, we, after our sort of quiet uh, session on the left, we were offered uh, uh, the, uh, the right advance afterwards. And then, so to go from that to the right straight away also meant that there was kind of real no uh, chance to sort of recoup and recover. Although the right being busier, thankfully. There was a little bit more time in the lineup to take a breather, and, and I was very, very grateful of that. The thing that I got out of it, honestly, dude, was the fact that I went into that session as a left because of the labels that they put on the wave as well as the intermediate wave that I thought, you know, oh, I'm going to smash this, you know, a great chance to practice. But what I found, and I don't know if anybody else found this with the intermediate, I love the intermediate wave. I would like to try it on the right. I've not done the right yet, um, the front side. I've, I've done the advanced, the expert, and the advanced plus on the uh, right. But the back side, I've done the advanced and the intermediate. But the intermediate took me by surprise because even though it is intermediate, um, and that's great, but it's a, it's a labelled wave. So you think, almost mentally, it's going to be an easier wave to surf than... And it is. And it took took me, it, it really bruised my ego, I think, to start with. Because actually, in the, there, were, there wasn't much for, for, for photography from it. But the ones that were, I was like, holy shit, I can't even surf. What is that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and it, it took some time to dial in the exactly that, how the wave was breaking, the, the difference between that and the ocean, uh, smaller waves, the, the, the way the board was moving, the board we were riding, um, and it was fascinating. It, it was a real bo- b- battle of uh, body because of the relentlessness of the uh, surf, given that there's only two and then only f- that f- uh, shortly after that four people in. Um, the mind saying, oh, you can surf better than this, occasionally getting a good wave, but then having zero evidence of those ones to, to sort of stroke your ego with. So that was a, a fascinating wave. But the joy of surfing a wave in, that, in those conditions on your own given the amount of times we've been to the wave and surfed it with quite busy busy crowds, um, was joyous. It, it, it was, wasn't it? One of the most marvellous surf days I think that I've ever had. And to Rich's point, is it different to the ocean? Um, and I've always been like that as a, you know, spiritual surfer, mate. You know, I love a bit of uh, ocean <laughs> and spirituality. Um, th- there was something in the energy, and I've said this before about the wave. If you get a good crowd there, the the energy of the surfers getting a great time in those conditions do something to the place that adds that little sprinkle of magic now it can go the other way of course but there is a sort of warmth in most of the lineups i've been in there uh, that that adds to the experience and everybody's really encouraging unlike beach conditions sometimes i mean raglan surf report did a great thing today about how we shame kooks and the judgment of it all and that sort of doesn't exist as much in the times I've been to the wave. And, you know, there was a very young beginner surfer in our advanced session, if you remember, whose dad had brought him surfing and was watching from the side. And to a man, and it was a fully male lineup, every single guy in that lineup was helping this kid 
work out his surfing. And I thought, that's brilliant. Nobody's sort of huffing and puffing that he's in the way. Nobody's sort of um, you know, throwing him daggers because he's sort of taken off on waves because there's a queue and he gets his own wave. But the patience shown and the energy shown was brilliant, dude. I, I, had, a, I had such a good time. It's probably one of my best surf trips of the last sort of 12 months. In all uh, me too. The stoke was off the scale. And uh, it, it tends to be there because, like you said, I think, I think what we're doing is re- removing a hell of a lot of ego yeah. at the Bristol Wave for so many reasons. But the ones I can think of at the gates are you can't really rip at the Bristol Wave. I've, I've seen pros there who, who surf it okay because yeah. it seems like no one can really, unless you're going for the barrel setting yeah. and you get, yeah, I mean, I've seen someone get, a few people get yeah. some really deep ones yeah. there. That's another higher level of skill, maybe. It's not a really rippable, rippable wave. Um, so it seems like it's surfed mostly in a similar way by most surfers. Yeah. You get this first section, you do a cutback, you then go down the line, do a couple of packs off the little smacks off the lip and a few few whatevers. I think that's one. I think another another one, and this might be the biggest one. You're removing. I am a local yes i didn't think of that at this wave do you know there's a load of bristolians going i'm not even going to attempt the accent <laughs> <laughs> i'm a local i'm a local here i'm i'm a, I'm a local i'm a local here don't you know don't you know my dear this yeah, is but, my wave yeah but no but no but yeah you're a bit yeah but no but this is my this is my way part don't you know that get the fuck off my wave um and basically Okay, so I think what it's everyone is a blowing. So everyone's got the same attitude of, oh, and then I think you add another layer. So it's like everyone gets a turn. It's like a the the wave park vibe is the surf utopia mm. in a way, um, and you'd love to be able to recreate that in the ocean, but it just ain't going to happen. No, I see. You know, I, I had a surf literally a week ago and, and some of the locals that were surfing there I, I went to surf a bit further up the bank where it gets better and better and better there's this place we were surfing and as I went and ventured further and further up the bank uh, the more heavy the lineup got and people were just pulling directly past me no eye contact straight back into the takeoff zone again where really if you go down into like what are the surfing rules what's the etiquette well I've waited my turn, my turn for the next one. No, 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 no. And the thing with that is, is there any, um, is there any just cause in that? Is there any, is there any good stuff that comes out of that? Out of that kind of, well, this is my way. I've surfed this for 20 years. Fuck off. If you just think you're going to come along and catch a wave. I, I, I do get it a little bit, a little part of me, mostly my ego thinks, yeah, okay. Because ego, what it loves to do is attach. Yeah itself to the idea it being an idea means it's a made-up thing the idea that it's mine because i have put in this thing called time like whatever that is over 20 years whatever they are you see how it's all mental concepts so it is basically ego has gone well i've put the time in here so i deserve more ways than you do and that's obviously an absolute crock of shit it's ridiculous however if you've surfed a wave so many years, um, so many times, you just know it 
better than anyone. Yeah. And so, ah, this is where I even start to disagree with myself as I start to say things out loud. Like, well, you know, you can surf it better than someone else. You make the most of it more than someone else. Well, what is that? It is when you really start thinking about how surfers are. It's a fucking, it's a load of nonsense is, is what it is. And we're sort of territorial beings, humans, aren't we? I mean, we, we make, we're idiots often. Basing, you know, some of our claims to things and territorial claims things, particularly when it's down in the sea. My wave. Oh, sorry. Got your name on. I can't. I didn't see the name tag on this wave. <laughs> um, yeah. That's really good. My mum stitched my name in the in the collar of the wave, so I know it's mine. <laughs> That's actually really good. Uh, oh, is it? Bless you. Sorry, mate. Some uh, some of your jokes are yeah. a bit shit. That's actually yeah. really good. But it's, it's it is one of those things, and I get it. You know, we're all all prone to that no he is he who's without sin cast the first stone nobody's picking up the rock never no one but there there is something in this kind of vibe that you know you're a local but most surfers go and surf other breaks around the country and the world so give a little bit you know as long as i have to say the the respect of i'm not i'm not not saying go into a new lineup with disrespect but it kind of works both ways right and the best times to surf are when you get friendly lineups and it's welcoming and everybody, there's a harmony to the way it goes. We don't live in a perfect world, so that doesn't happen all of the time. But it is tricky. It is challenging. It's one of the aspects that challenges you as a surfer. You want to go in and get the best out of your experience of surfing. The same as the people that are giving you the daggers do. So it's mm. how do you find a, a way of um, sort of softening that? I don't know the answers, to be honest, to mm. all of it. I don't think anyone, anyone does. Otherwise, no, it wouldn't happen. No one does. I think I, I, I pick up a vibe from people in the water. We obviously surf a, a, a break most consistently in, in our home. We, we're very fortunate and blessed in that way. And when you have a brand new face come in, there's always that bit of, okay, we're all kind of in this, we have this DNA of our tribal setting. You know, we over millions of years of evolution, we evolved into tribes and Liam's in my tribe and so's that friend there and so on. And oh, he's not, she's not. In our tribe. That's cool. And initially, I'd be absolutely lying at my arsehole if I said that I didn't have my, my name tag in. Yeah. Is this my one? This, <laughs> oh, it's got Will Foster. Oh, it's mine. But if I didn't... <laughs> I really like that. If I didn't have my name tag on it, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have that. However, if when some when someone comes in with a good energy, yeah, it just always works. It always, always works. I always remember Tom Hewitt... Um, MBE or OBE so we've had on the show yeah hello Tom lovely Tom hey Tom if you're listening um, he turned up on a good day for City uh, not very crowded but so he really stood out so not only stood out because he's a fucking good surfer but just brand new face because only three or four of us in um, but when you've got experienced surfers who respect lineups and respect the situation that you're in your tribe here and I'm going to sort of filter in steadily and I'm going to whatever. He just sort of, he was just slightly, slightly out of the way, still picking up good waves, surfing them well. It's finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. It's being able to work your way into a lineup where you just do it gently so that you don't really encroach on that territory. But still, no, you eventually got to have the confidence and balls. To just, you just got to go. Yeah. You've got to get a wave too. Yeah. Don't, don't be scared to go into a new pub and order a drink, but you don't go in sort of shouting the odds and telling everybody else they're an arsehole, isn't it? 
That's you know, a good one. That's true. You know, it's yeah. respect. It's to have, have we as humans having once we have respect for each other, mm. good things happen. This is it, guys. Wow, what an inch! Oh, mate, what an inch! And we are sat in Liam's garden right now. Birds tweeting. Birds are tweeting. We're looking at the um, the Morgan Oval right now. It's a hell of a garden, and it's crying out for a bit of a mini golf course. Or it's a great cricket pitch too, like a nice downward slope. But really, what we, it's a surf show. We were talking about this surf skate vibe, isn't it? Down the end of your garden, mate. Some sort of... Build a surf, surf Something. Skate bowling thing. You know what I'd really like is the, the, the Ombi surf skate oh, ramp. They've got the... That is so Those boys cool. have got it dialed, haven't they? And, 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 and actually on that, we were going to discuss this the other day and we, and we didn't mention it, but on the Ombi stuff, I've seen some really good videos of theirs lately, but, but one thing that really stood out is on surf skates. Now, one of the hardest things to do in surfing is go rail to rail because it takes real precision. It takes timing. And lastly, it takes discipline because it's very, very easy to suddenly just, oh, fuck it, lose focus and just whack it Yeah. because it's kind of cheating. So you come round the ball, you've done a real good round the ball, and then you just kind of whack so I do it a lot. I did a lot of the Bristol Wave that day. It's this kind of like no look, ass out in the air, just just hoof at the back, especially backhand. So my power outweighs that finesse. Now, better surfing, if you want to really sort of well, what is better, but I mean more surfing with more flow and finesse, and actually therefore making more sections in the wave. So let's yeah. look about it on a, on a functional level, not just in like who is saying better because that's just a whole load of bullshit anyway. We're talking about making more of the wave, getting more out of it, going down the line further, et cetera, going quicker, mm -hmm. so more flow, more speed, mm -hmm. et cetera, is to still surf with more finesse, more yeah. flow. So when you come around your bottom turn, still really, really hard bottom turn, as you come around to the top, turn the rail as you twist onto either your heel or your toe, depending on front side or back side. It takes a lot of skill, a lot of timing and finesse. When you're on a surf skate, you want to practice that. And it's why they talk about this thing. Now, there are a lot of people on surf skates doing tail slides. Pump, 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 bang, tail slide. Pump, 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 bang, tail slide. And they reckon it's ruining people surfing. Yeah. Because people are doing really flat turns. Because what they're doing on a surf skid is getting loads of speed and then showing off by doing a, a skid. What is a skid in the surfing? Like, if unless you are, like in a very critical section on the wave and you want to do a tail slide, that's fine. But how often is that actually happening in someone's average surf day? Yeah. Not very often. Well, the other thing that Clay mentioned on, on OnBeat was, this is something I watched a while ago and it, it, it stayed with me, particularly in reference to surf skating, was the ocean isn't flat when you're surfing. A wave is not flat. It's a slope. It's a gravitational pull, which is why their surf ramp is, uh, surf skate training ramp is like it is. You don't go. You don't go flat along the wave. You go up and down the wave. You go. You you, you go, climb up a slope, and then you use gravity to to come down, and so on and so forth. And if you're just going along a flat piece of tarmac, there is there isn't actually an equivalence. Yeah, you can get a little bit of pump and glide, but it's not the same as, like you've just said, well, rail in, rail down. That's what I have to work on all the time because I, I'm not an advanced surfer. I'm a progressing surfer. So. To sometimes, yeah, the surf skate stuff gives you a false sense that you know what to do when you get back on a wave because you're not surfing 
against or with gravity. You're just surfing flat, skating flat. It's why quite a nice hack that I learned from them that's really helped my surfing. Slow it down. Just say that in your mind just as you go in. Just calm everything down. Yeah. Slow it down and be precise. It sounds so obvious. Like, of course we want to be precise. You want to do good turns. Yeah. You want to be with the way. You want to hit that floater when it's yeah. the right time. You want to tuck into the barrel when it's the right time. You want to, oh, look, there's a cutback session. Time it. Go. Next one. How many times do we push too hard yep. when that opportunity arises? Because we get really, I think what it is, we get really precious about it. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we don't want to be precise, which is harder because we're more likely to fall off. So we kind of rush it because we're like, oh, well, I might not get another one of these. It's a scarcity mindset. So being more precise will mean you're probably more likely to fall off. If you're really going vertical on that lip and pulling your tail deep into the pocket, you're really off balance. I mean, you are flying right now. Mm. And you may well, if not probably, will fall off a lot of time doing that. However, you start landing those, you're really progressing yep. and so it's those surfers who are willing to fall off yep. regularly yep. and and maybe look like a like a fool although no one gives a shit so say look like a fool just look like a surfer's trying and i can always see it i can always see surfers who at least are really trying mm-hmm. and then failing versus i can see it's other surfers who are hiding from trying because they don't want to be seen to be that surfer that is falling off and I can spot it quite quickly, but I think it's a demeanor. It's a sort of body language. I think there's, there's surfers who are trying to hide their style. Mm-hmm. And then there are other surfers who are flailing their arms into it and trying anyway. And you'd always rather be that latter surfer because you're going to have more fun because you'll, you'll be more relaxed, but you'll also progress further. You've got you've to take the knocks to improve in everything, right? If you don't try new things, you won't, you, won't, you won't ever crack the new thing. So you just stay in the same place that you've always been. And over time that kind of gets a bit degraded anyway for all of the reasons that you see you know it gets boring you don't get as much flow out of it you're not sort of challenging yourself so the surf experience can can not for everybody become more diminished you know and the more you try and the more you fail sometimes the more fun you're having as well it's mm. frustrating but you know you can go back to the place you know the, the thing about it is you can always go back to that safe t- safe zone sometimes i do to try and think, okay, I'll just go along the line now. I'll do something that makes me feel like I'm surfing. And then you try, throw in all the stuff that you think, well, I want to go and try that. Interestingly, that's what we were chatting on the way back from the wave, dude, about saying, next time I go to the wave, and, you know, an intention is good. It's whether you can put it into practice. Think, what thing do I want to try on now that I've got 10 waves? What can I do? What am I trying to do more? What do I want to learn more of? Even if you fall off on every one, how do I try the thing I want to try? And then just keep going at it. That's that's the challenge, I think, is finding the right place to enact the things you want to do to dial up the surfing, whatever that might be. Mm. For some, that might just be um, staying on your feet for longer. For others, it might be, how do you do an air? You know, it's all of that. It's relative to yourself. So, so true. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Is the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. 
What an intro, dude. What an intro. Yeah. Um, another little segment there. So we'll go on to segment number two. Bit of mindfulness. Take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. Take a breath in. And breathe out. And take a breath in. And breathe out. Just do one more breath. Just really notice the air going in. Hold your breath. And really notice the air going out. We have these um, mental challenges that come up in surfing, such as uh, bigger or smaller waves, depending on what you like, don't like, whatever. Um, crowds, new spots, um, maybe with no one out. It might be sharky. I don't know. There's, there's a number of things that come into play, these mental triggers and challenges with, with surfing. My biggest one is, is crowds. I said this to my pal when we got to this break the other day. I won't mention the break. Um, it is in England, um, and I will keep that to myself. I'll say that. Uh, it was an exceptional day of surf. We got there, um, and my other mate took the piss out of me because he knows me well, and he, he joked that I probably wasn't even going to go in because I'm that... Um, I'm that... Uh, affected by crowds and um so i didn't initially i listened to the trigger and i just didn't go in i just thought i'm gonna go for a walk and the other buddy i'd driven with was like whoa really he was really surprised I said, nah mate i was like i'm not doing it so i just went for a walk i thought i'm just gonna watch because actually it's quite nice to watch surfing and i'll do some yoga on the beach and I'll chill and it's a beautiful day. And actually I've never walked around here, it's stunning hills. And this is like three to five feet, four to six feet. Like not huge, just, just what do we class four to six feet? I mean, I, I won't, I'll, do, I'll say on body height. So basically chest high waves, maybe occasional head high was the, was the surf. So like perfect surf and it was peeling. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And so I went for this long walk and we, skimmed stones on the river and we hung out and yada yada and then came back to the car and I started warming up to the idea of get a couple of ways and on the way to the beach looking at it we're looking at sort of three or four main peaks per peak 20 25 oh, okay so a good maybe 80 to, to yep. 90 people across the bay yep. not a very big beach mm. and you're going wow this might be the most crowded lineup I've paddled into in, in the last few years, I reckon. And I said to my buddy uh, who was there, I was like, it could be quadruple overhead and I'd be less nervous. It could be uh, my big wave born under my arm. It's 15 feet, macking. And I'd be like getting a bit nervous, obviously, but excited. So I was like genuinely nervous. I was like, I, I just crowds. Just, I think it's vibe. 
surfers yeah. put out this funny vibe and everyone gets really egoy and weird yeah. and anyway i just removed all these expectations like just fuck it and i just had to breathe and i just really breathed and breathed and carried on breathing in breathing out just paddled out sat near someone because that was what was going to happen <laughs> and then probably the best session of my year took off and it was what it was it was it was maybe the best session i've had in recent memory and it was um a great lesson because alongside our mental triggers are gateways into our best experiences and i think one of the reasons why for that is because we grow so much we grow more than anything when we face a trigger when we face the mental challenge i think there's anything else in our lives that make us grow more and maybe the reward is like and maybe not as well you know i don't know do i i don't know <laughs> i didn't control that scenario but what i have noticed at least in my experience yeah. just just mine is that when i have faced those challenges it's it, it's there can be a serious reward on the other side as long as we stay calm about them and actually not let them affect us because being really frank and honest there was a surf that you and i had recently a few weeks before <laughs> yeah where I was really affected in that surf. Wait till you go there in the summer. <laughs> I do, don't. And that one did affect me, whereas this one, I think what had happened was the severity of the crowd was even so much higher than that day. Yeah. I had I had let go completely. I just went, I might just paddle around and go in. Yeah. Because of that, I don't know what happened. I just and then it was amazing because the the crowd thinned, it spread, spreaded, it went from, it, uh, up one end it was real beginners, mm. right in the middle where we were, no one yeah. seemed to be there anymore, apart from a couple of mates, yeah. and then up the other end was this professional level like yeah. snapper rocks, yeah. incredible right-hander. And so we, and just had this insane surf. Um, but it, it was it was a serious trigger at the start. But I think that's where, going right back to the beginning, mindfulness and breathing. It, if you've ever been triggered, please, please remember to take a deep breath. Yeah, and face them. You know, I, I, the, the, there's a time, the times I think not every, not, again, you caveat it by saying you're human, so nobody's perfect. You don't run into these and it works out every single time. But actually, sometimes the more you lean into the things you're most triggered or frightened by even, fear is another one where you... It's not. It's not. It's not a trigger as a sort of. Uh, it makes you angry or, or stressed out. It's a fear factor. The times you sometimes lean into those situations, whether it's a thought or a feeling or whatever, like you say, the other side is hugely rewarding, and it's like putting a torch on the monster, isn't it? As we've said before, once you sort of shine a light on the thing that you think is going to upset you the most, or trigger you the most, or frighten you the most, and realize maybe it isn't as bad as you first thought it would be. There's a sort of, there's a, there's almost a sort of cellular lightness that comes after that experience that allows you to go, oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have, or uh, thought about it like that for all those years or whatever. And it's it is a gro it's growth, uh, because then the next time you face that issue, you've got the techniques and the tools to deal with it, whether it's breathing, whether it's a sort of meditation, a mind trick, whatever you do you can face it more easily. But it doesn't mean you won't become triggered by those things again because there is no end, there's no destination, is there? You have to face that challenge again and again and again. 
and in different levels and different parameters. But to sort of slay the dragon sometimes is is quite a rewarding thing. It's really good. It is. It's uh, yeah, and it's weird how we all have very very different ones, and they're sort of that's why there's no comparison. To com to compare is is really. Um, removing w what it really means to have a trigger, which is just, it's such a personal thing. Mm. And only you feel it for yourself in your unique ways. And if there's times where it tells you no, it tells you no. If there's times it says to you, well, maybe. Yeah. And there's that curiosity, well, maybe. But you make those calls, don't you? You don't have to like the same things as other people. Yeah. You can you can love Ben Gravy and not like Red Bull. Uh, you know? And yeah. uh, and that's how it works. You know, you, we... we, we, we 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 win if you like as as humans when we allow ourselves as well to 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 be with people but you realize you don't have to share all of the same wants desires likes challenges whatever it is but you support each other and you get along and you can sort of find um common ground but mm. it doesn't have to be the mm. same ground mm. all of the time that we're all on uh, so and that's the thing, isn't it? Because when you talk about comparison, Will, there is that, and particularly with surfing, is like you're always looking and thinking, oh, I, I, I want to like or I want to surf the same things as that person. I want to mm. surf like that person. Mm. And it, 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 it's impossible. You can only surf like you surf or the, like the things that you like and face the challenges that you are triggered by or frightened by. The person that you uh, surf with uh, or the people you watch on social media or, or whatever media you consume have different challenges, fears and issues to face themselves. So the comparison thing is a real human Achilles heel, isn't it? It's a flaw that mm. we all fall into where we compare ourselves to other people. But the less you do it, and of course that doesn't mean you can't look at them and think, I want to learn how that person does that. It's a totally different thing than compare. Is you drop the comparison in the, I wish I was that person. Then you want a route to happier surfing, happier life, not happy, but you're progressing yourself because you're, you're challenging yourself against yourself all of the time. Mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting on that, dude, what you just said there about taking those lessons from other people because the guy that I was with, Rory Morgan, check him out on Instagram. He's got a great Instagram. He, he's, like I say, he's the one Morgan in this town that can surf. <laughs> of course, I just 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 dawned on me that the more the Morgans. Well, you know that surname means man of the sea. Goodness me! Yeah, it comes from the. That's one of the interpretations. So all Welsh, Gaelic, Gaelic, sort of well Welsh really man of man of the sea, mate. There you go. He somebody's going to write in and say, "No, it's not." <laughs> you dick. <laughs> man of the foamy. We, it actually it means. Bellend in <laughs> in ancient Flat in ancient head. Greek. <laughs> Imagine if you looked at the Latin the For Latin you, meaning. You go on one of these programs. To be exactly converted. To be a little bit like a twat. I am looking for the uh, origins of my surname. I'm told it means man of the sea. I hear you're the scholar to confirm that <laughs> one. Let me look it up in the ancient scroll. Who? Oh. Turns out it means bell end. <laughs> Would you like me to print that out for you? That's <laughs> uh, good. Uh, good. Anyway, go on, carry on, he, please. He, Rory is a ripper. R Rory's a ripper. Rory's a ripper. Check out his Instagram. He is someone who I have learned from in Surf Vibe uh, in huge ways because you're, you're, you're someone in the small wave department I've drawn from. 
um, and Rory from crowds because I've surfed with him in a few crowds now. It doesn't phase him. He just gets stuck in. Yeah. Stay positive. Go. Get waves. You will get waves. And, and guess what? Whatever you think, or, or here's the here's the the Henry Ford co- quote: Whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. Isn't it? If you look at something and go, "Nah, I can't do that. It's too big." Well, you can't. Yeah. Just, you've already decided. <laughs> yeah. If I look at the crowd and go, oh, "I can't. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I just can't do." It. Like your mind is everything. Yes. So, Rory goes, "No, I, I, there's a hundred in the water, but I can and will get waves." Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. That. Guess what? <laughs> bang, 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 bang. He's got. He's had six in like six minutes. Well, he's a. He's an exceptional. He's a ripper, he's but an even still, he's got a small boy. He's got to move his way around. He's he's like a little ninja. He does have a great mindset. Just moves when, around the line, and you know, if he's been on one peak for a bit, doesn't want to hog it. Moves on to another peak, comes back to it. He's just stealth in and out, in and out. I, I was going to say that. I've, the times I've surfed with him, seen him surf, uh, Rory, uh, particularly here, he's um, he does find his peak in the madness of a crowd and it's a remarkable skill but it's because he's looking all the time he's, he's hunting it I, I think surf simply did something on this about kind of hunt the waves really you go and find the waves you want to surf mm-hmm. and you don't you can move around and find those and and he does that really really well he's something to learn keep from. moving yeah when i'm not getting waves and i'm sat still yeah i'll start moving yeah it's a real key hack get moving get get out there go over here find a corner go further in because often that's the mistake. Yeah. Everyone sat out the back. We'll come further in. Yeah. Get those sneaky insiders. True. Like just get a rhythm going. It's it, in surfing. One of the hardest things to do sometimes is get a rhythm going. Yeah. Because when you're out of the rhythm, we're trying to force it back, and that's when we start to get ourselves into even more brother. But when you have that rhythm back from changing your tactics a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you start finding more peaks and the crowd thins True. and guess what? Yeah. Vibration has changed True. and the whole session has changed too. Moving on to segment number three, mind, body, stoke. Things Liam and I have been doing with the mind and body to raise the stoke. My one has been mind because it's obviously body too. It's all interlinked. But the mental game of surfing being that I went from surf out of Friday where I was doing the kind of maneuvers that I've always wanted to do on the kind of wave I've always wanted to do it on, on the board, and then the list goes on, and the yeah. vibe and everything. Fast forward to Monday or Tuesday, whenever we had that swell this week. Yeah, I've missed it all. Um, and it was fun, and it was occasionally a couple of feet overhead on the on the, on the the sets, but, but about head high, maybe a little bit more, a little less. Really bumpy. Mm. And and fun as hell, fun as hell. And certainly three or four where I got some good turns in and it was fun. But a lot of falling off yeah. and a lot of getting it wrong and a lot of like mistiming it and and just finding it trickier because it being a home break, it's bumpy, it's choppy, it's just what it is, what it is. But when you've gone from one of the best surfs you've had in years, just the most perfect conditions... And then you come onto that. It's it's a coming down effect, I think. And I came out the ocean, not as full of brimming of with, with confidence and stoke as I was in the f- previous one. I came away going, "All right, my surfing's in an okay place," but I felt a bit creaky. For some reason, my joints felt funny. I didn't feel quite. I didn't feel that 
balanced on the board. I felt a bit disconnected from the board yeah. and all these things. And it's so important to have this mental journey where we are just letting go of the previous serve. Let go of the last one. If the last one was a shocker, let it go. Move on to the next one. If the, if the last one you had was amazing, let it go. Yeah. Because you meet those surfers, don't you? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but you should have been here yesterday. Yeah. And all that bollocks. Yeah. Right? You should have seen it's it. It's such a... Per- you should have seen it this morning, mate. <laughs> it's it's such a pub surfer thing to say. There's this guy leaning on the bar and his mate walks in from having had a great surf and he's like, oh, I'll burst his bubble. And he's like, oh, it's been surfing three foot waves. Yeah, but you didn't surf six foot yesterday, you fucking coot. <laughs> I love it as well. When so you, 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 you get a great wave and you paddle back out and um, you go, did you see that? No, did you get a good wave? Surely you must have seen that. It's true. Although now we've got surf light. You can rewind the surf light. I know, I know. Not sure about that. I did it on Friday's one. I did a little backside hack off the top. And I made sure I... This is what's funny. You know where the camera is. Right. No, well, no, here's the thing. Now that we know it's this surf line thing is happening, surfers around the world are doing this. I think they're looking at the time. Yeah. So I looked at the time when I did that turn. Oh, right, okay. So I knew, and it's the the key hack. So if, if none of you are aware of this us yet almost on every break around the world where there's a camera you can now ruin every surf you, you have by looking back correct you can have your ego either be inflated or deflated depending on how you looked if you just look at the time yeah. you did your turn so if you did an amazing turn or got a great barrel quickly look at the time on your watch make sure the watch is accurate go on surf line you obviously need to know exactly where you were in the break you, middle well, left it's, right it's, wherever it's actually only on one point of our break so it sits yes. on one point because yes. I, I had that and everybody says oh there's a surf line so i went and thought, oh, i think i got a good left so i looked at the left and all you saw was the end of the ride and me getting <laughs> off because that's where the camera <laughs> yeah so yeah. now i can say oh before that i was absolutely ripping i think i got backside <laughs> air it's so silly isn't it it yeah. really is and one observation i did make from it in doing the turn that i did i saw a couple was the amount more spray I produced because when you're on good waves, you obviously do your best surf or bet- better surfing, whatever again, whatever that is. But the spray was three, four times better than I normally put mm. in, in or put out in, in Simith because the, just, there's just more power. Yeah. When, when a wave has good shape and good power, these waves on that day were really unique because they broke very powerfully but very slowly. Yeah. And that is like a surface dream. It's like trestles. So when you, you you can see the wall is there. Yeah. Three seconds ahead of time. Oh. But you've got loads of speed. So it's basically just how how hard do you want to gouge the rail? That's all it is. It's like you are going to gouge that rail no matter what. Even if you're beginner to intermediate, you're going to gouge the rail because it's just the perfect little section. Except it's just how hard you want to push it. So. The, the, the spray you're looking at it and going oh, okay but it's a nonsense kind of confidence that it builds really because to the to, 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 to having that spray to whom does that matter apart from your ego that's all it, that, that literally because if you're really looking at it through a mindful lens you'd look at it like okay that's that angle there that I did on that turn and that's why that spray is like that. Great, take it away, go. But we don't. No. We get inflated. Or, or subsequently, if it goes the other deflated. way, deflated. De- so when we're looking at footage or photos of ourselves, 
it is it is ego. There's just no way. There's no two ways about it. However, when you're working with a coach, it's that's great. Yeah, and that's different. Or with a friend who's mm-hmm. a bit more experienced analysis uh, than you. That that's when it's different too. As soon as you add other humans in the mix, where it's a mindful mix and not like lads, 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 and everyone's being Whoa, look mm. at you. But I mean like you know, me and you together, me looking at your turn and me saying, well, look, if you did a bit more of this, da, da, da. Yeah. this is where we remove a lot of the ego. But when we're on our own and see it, it's like, woo. And then there's that like, oh, let's share it. Let's share it. Let's start sharing it on social, etc. And you're like, why am I, sh- why? Do, do you know, there's why a- am I sharing yeah. this? To whom? And to who, who in me cares? Well, ego. I think if you look at a lot of social, you know, a lot of the pictures that are posted are posted, oh, of course, they're posted for and on behalf of the poster who's saying, look, yeah, look at me. This is a moment where I feel like I am true. And great, if that, if that works for you, that's great. But remember, you know, if you're going to post that, why not post the bits that's the truth when you, you don't feel good or you're not doing something amazing or you, you haven't lined your beer glass up to look perfectly crisp and icy for in your, um, you know, idyllic beachside getaway. And you think, I know what the world needs to see. They need to see a shot of this beer glistening in the sun with the sunshine in the background and me having a better time than they are while they're at work. Because <laughs> that's really what it is. It's saying, sometimes it's saying, look, I am having a better time yeah. than you. We talked about this, didn't we? Because we don't post mm. too much on social about a lot of our serves or where we are or what we're doing. And some of that is conscious, isn't it? I think we were saying. Oh, because totally. I do not like posting. As, as mindful, the surf trying thing, to be mindful for ourselves and, and other people is it's a bit of a like think before not not that there's any judgment in people that do because I love consuming the media of those people that sometimes post that stuff but if I'm sort of feeling well for the people that maybe aren't surfing at the moment or the people aren't doing this we don't need to sort of necessarily rub noses in the fact that we're doing this stuff all the time and and so I think there was an element of that in our sort of social strategy massively and when you think about social media for surfing really being and looking at this through the most brutal and honest lens we can, how much over a percentage is genuinely entertaining the soul of the surfers watching it? Yeah. And how much of it is entertaining the ego of the surfer who posted it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's get fucking honest about this. When someone's posted that six second barrel from pipe, how much entertainment is the person's ego who's posted that getting from that versus the people who are actually watching it? And you really then start to get an insight into social media in, in, in itself because very few people really, and this is, and I know people might shoot me for this and say, Look, no, it's the other way around. But in least it's my, in my experience, most people who I know who, di- who digest social media around surfing, just enjoy it. Yeah, cool. Oh, look at that wave. Cool, move on. And not many people actually get truly affected, but the, the people who get this uh, maybe non-mindful, comparison-y, weird kind of vulnerability bit are maybe the same kinds of people who would be posting all the time yeah. as well. Yeah. Because guess what? It's ego, right? Mm-hmm. They're the kinds of people who are going to be most affected are also the kinds of people who are going to be posting mm-hmm. the most. Maybe. And again, shoot me if you want. That's fine. There's a study to be done on that. That's a little study to be done. But it is that thing where as the years have rolled on, I've done less and less and less and less. Less and less. My mum's going to kill me for that being an English teacher. I think it's fewer. I've done fewer posts over the years. And 
I'm no worse off for it. We have a unique platform in what we do. This is why we're very, very blessed. Because we're sat in a garden right now. The birds are chirping. We're talking about surf. We post it up. We will do the odd post to say, look, the show is up. But we're attracting the kind of crowd. I know that you listening to this now on your speakers in your car or in your headphones or wherever you're listening to this, that you're also the kind of person that's slowly realizing that social media is just a bit weird. Yeah. And actually you're kind of cool without it. You're, and you, it doesn't make you, you a better person. Nah. And and then and, and you go to, you're just about to post, like, oh, I'm at the beach and it's pumping and, oh, I'll quickly spend like 10 minutes of my time designing a post to show my followers that I'm doing it. And you go, why? Why not just enjoy the pumping surf? Just quickly get in and go surf. Come out, go home. Yeah. It's like, oh, removing ego. And you're like, ooh, and it's nice. It's like, oh, I'm not saying that A, I'm perfect yeah. on that. And B, that we won't do future oh, surf course. posts. And, and it's surf media. Not, I'm not saying that. But we have done less because we kind of want to be the change we want to see in the world, uh, right? 100%. And and it's 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 also that we are blessed with this whether, whether our two listeners are, stick with us. But <laughs> Kelly Slayer, yeah. Dave down the road, yeah. Dave Rastovich, Dave Rastovich. lives <laughs> next door. Uh, yeah, mate. Um, that would be a love, cool. That would be a cool two people to have as your two listeners. Love Rastovich, Kelly and Dave Rastovich. Be, you wouldn't be borrowing coffee, would you? Go around next door, uh, Dave. You, you don't mind if I borrow that twin fin that you were ripping on that? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it is. We are lucky to have what we hope is a nuanced conversation with you guys and you know, about surfing and mindfulness and because Will and I would be having these chats anyway and we do usually driving somewhere to go and gra grab a wave that's why we started the show yeah this is the same kind of conversation we'd have exactly driving up um, anything on mind body no I think we've, we've we've rattled through that I mean as we yeah it was a longer show this one but the one thing I would just quickly say on body um, because we've surfed a lot, uh, I've been doing a lot of swimming again, um, feeling sort of reasonably fit. But I dropped, it shows you how quickly you can lose uh, muscle memory when you drop something that you've been doing for a long time. So I went back just to see things like, I occasionally do them, but chin-ups and press-ups, which I was my go-to sort of exercises. They're like sort of prison exercises, aren't they? You can do them anywhere. And um, I... I realized that because I'd not done the chins for a while, the the strength, pull strength has completely diminished. And you don't even realize how quickly, if you don't keep the uh, relentlessness of practice up in anything you do, how quickly things degrade. So you're not, you don't get to a point where you think, wow, I can now, I can do that and I can do it forever. Yes, broadly, but without relentless repeating and practice, it, 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 it will fade. So that was my reminder to myself to say, if you, don't don't give up, don't don't assume that just because you're at one point in where you want to be, that you will always be there. Mm. It's the humility to continue your practices when things are going well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's in some ways easier to get the motivation when it's not gone well. Like yeah. fuck it, right? I've had a shit surf. Come on, yeah. I need to work on my balance. Yeah, I need to stand on one leg more often. I need to do more yoga. I need to lift a bit more and get the back straighter and you know but th when you've had a great surf it's like ah yeah you know just the, the, there is so a, you've got to keep that humility to keep that to keep that the, the gains rolling yeah there's a reminder though as well that nothing feels as good as post exercise surf whatever it is so as hard as it is sometimes to get into it and i i struggle with this demon myself 
that sometimes the easiest pill to pop is to put, stop the thing that is making you a little bit down in the dumps, relatively, whatever that might be, and just do something as simple as some kettlebell swings or, a, or 30 press-ups or whatever it might be. And after whatever it is you've done, you feel better all the time. Big time. But it's hard to not do it, and that's, that's my challenge. It's true. It's so or true. rather, it's easy to not do it. I, I, I've been training people for almost 20 years, and I still, every single day, have the inertia to not do hmm. physical training. Every day. When I go to do my uh, deep squat hip opening exercise in the morning for mobility and my hangs, I'm like, oh. And it's just like, it's just such an inertia. Yeah. Quite amazing. The inertia to be lazy and to not do is more powerful than to do. So then you start going, well, how do some people overcome that and, and the way to overcome it is to ignore the mind fucking do it yeah. you ch just ignore it you have to just summon the feet to move and go and just ah, just fucking go yeah. and almost in some ways you got to like have that mantra of like, oh fuck it just yeah. you've got to it's like a determined self that just moves and goes and does it it's like the it's the it's the self in you that whips off the doobie in the morning and gets out of bed when you know that you you your morning routine matters a lot and you've only got an hour to get going before the kids need to go to school or you've got your work thing to do. You've got to just go out of bed, go do it now. Yeah. Whip that doobie off. Yeah. Build these good habits and it makes such a big difference in the end. Um, surf media number four. I, I've, I've been watching a few bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, a bit, bit of Jamie actually, Jamie O'Brien, yep. who, who you know is a, is, is does some in, incredible stuff and, and sort of, He's surfing. He was surfing at the surf ranch and saw some great footage of that. But I am watching, um, which I found very entertaining. And a hats off to these boys. Uh, I, I, I don't think any of them actually listen. But Bondi Rescue. Mm. And as a, if, if you're interested uh, in anything to do with uh, ocean awareness, uh, life saving, and entertaining the entertaining nature of that, but also the, the deeply serious kind of consequences that can stem from not respecting the sea. It is a great show to watch. All the episodes are on YouTube. It's I was going to say, is it on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, Bondi Rescue. Bondi Rescue is good value. I've watched it before and it's great kind of quite great team of lifeguards. But it's a good poignant message within it as yeah. well. And mm. So, good on you, boys. Good on you, boys. Yeah. Dude, very nice. Long episode today. We've been away for a few weeks, haven't we? And we didn't fill you in, but we basically got booted out of the studio. That is a story for the next episode. That's a story for the next episode. We'll share that next time, but we've had a bit of a break. We will try our best to produce two to three per month. Yeah. what we're saying, isn't it? We're going to try for that. Probably one every two weeks, we're really. Busy, busy, but it will be one every two weeks, and we, we will do our best to do that. And um, guys, thanks for yeah. having us. Have a, have, a great, uh, have a great few weeks, and we'll, um, we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.